Overcomers have something that victims don't have. You know what it is? Imagination. That's the number one skill you've probably been neglecting. And as we start a brand new year, let's get back to it. Hey, my name is Gabe Kolstad. I'm with Westside Community Church, and this is Midweek Motivation. I want to talk to you about how to really set this year up to be your best. And what's going to take is a new sense, a new seizing of your imagination. You know, thinking about this being a new year and thinking about one thing. It doesn't matter what your current orientation toward faith is. The Bible says God made you in his image to be like him in character. And one of those characteristics is the ability to imagine. He is the creator. He is the creative one. And when we are like him in that fact, in that facet, it creates for us a better existence. And I want to talk to you about how you and I can use that. You know, a few years ago, I had the opportunity to go and visit um, a a friend who was uh, the head of a design company. Our church was looking for some help with a facilities project, and we needed to hire a design firm to really get us going. And so this gentleman invited me down to, to take a look at what they could do. He said, meet me at the Grand Californian Hotel at Disney. And so I did. I flew down to LA from Portland, Oregon, and I uh, rented a car and I drove to the Grand California Hotel and I pulled up into the parking lot and the valet uh, attendant asked me the question, who are you here to see? And I told him the name of the guy I was going to see. And he said, oh, right this way. And so he gave me a private parking space. I walked into the Grand Californian Hotel and I was sitting there on this leather couch in front of this giant fireplace, just waiting for my friend to arrive. He came and he said, let's go tour. And I said, hold on, just show me where the restroom is first. And he goes, oh yeah, I designed this place. It is hard to find. It's right over there. And I said, you designed this place? And he said, yeah. So we went about our business and went out the side door in the secret passageway into Disneyland. And uh, I got to see downtown Disney and he took me into the Disneyland hotel and he showed me the sketch that Walt Disney created in 1953 of this new place called Disneyland, this place that was going to be a magic kingdom, this place was going to be a place for families to have an incredible time and kind of leave their world and enter a new world for a little bit. And I loved every second of it. It was such a you know creativity builder for me, such a moment of expanding my own sense of imagination But as I look at this brand new year, I'm left with this question, and that question is this, will we allow entertainment to gobble up all the imagination, or will we allow our realities, will we demand that our realities take the first and best claim on imagination? And I hope that you'll do that this year. I hope you'll say, you know what, entertainment's fine, and it's good, but our realities, our actual lives ought to take the first bit of imagination so that we can create for ourselves what God himself would do in our own situations. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about even what Jesus Christ himself said in regard to this idea of imagination, or he he might even call it faith. He said in Matthew chapter 9, verse 29, he said, according to your faith, it will be done to you. Jesus said, because whatever you imagine, whatever you believe is what's going to be the reality of your life. And I think that's pretty fantastic and, and, and also a little bit scary, right, to think about, well, then if I'm not believing or if I'm not imagining, then I'm not going to receive the things that could be. Uh, I might just receive less than that. We might live a year that's not as great as it could be if we're not imagining a better 
self, a better year, a better reality. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, the Apostle Paul, following up from a message that I just taught at Westside Community Church this past weekend, the Apostle Paul said this. He said, God can do anything you know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He goes, God, he can blow your mind. God can actually do more than you could ever imagine. But what we know, even about what Scripture teaches about how God works, is that he, he, he wants us to believe. And there is this proportional response that God has to our own faith, where we might look at a situation, we might say, well, that's not going to go very well. And so it doesn't give God the room to step in and make it go really well. You know, those things that are out of your control that only he could do, we invite him into our situations by believing that he is, as the writer of Hebrews says, that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so when you believe, when you ask God for something, something big and wild, and then you believe that he's going to do it, he's invited into your situation. It honors him for who he is. He said he made us in his image to be like him in character. And if one of those characteristics is imagination, the ability to create new worlds. If you look back in the beginning of the account of creation in the Bible, Genesis 1 and 2, it, it talks about how the earth was formless and void. And God spoke into this formless void. He said, let there be light, which was not even a concept until he spoke it. He thought of it and he spoke it. And that's the kind of creative power that he has. And he invites us to be like him in character. Obviously, we're never invited to be God. Uh, We know what happens when people try to be God. You know, there was this, this moment in history when Adam and Eve... Um, overstep their bounds. And uh, we know what happens when we've tried to do that, to overstep our bounds, to try to take total control. That's not our place. But to be like God, to have that characteristic of creativity, that honors him, and it also invites him into our own situation. In our church right now, we're in a series called At Your Best, and we're talking about five key factors of life, faith, health, money, work, and love. Five really key factors of our life that those domains that really create probably what we would consider to be our quality of life. And we've been talking about what would it look like for us to move forward in those areas. In fact, next Wednesday, January 12th, if you're listening to this right as we're releasing it, January 12th, 2022, on Wednesday at 7 p.m., we're doing something called a personal growth webinar. You can find out more about it at westsidecommunitychurch.com slash what's happening. We're doing a personal growth webinar. We're going to really look at those five areas in depth and go, let's set some, some goals. Let's set some imagination for those five areas. But I want to kind of walk you through what might be, you know, uh, some hopefully inspiring triggers for you. As you think about your own life, you know, when God says he can do anything even beyond our wildest dreams, what would be what would you consider to be your wildest dreams for this year? If you even broke it down to those five categories, what would you want? That's a good question you might want to ponder this week. What do you even want? Have you thought about that in a while? Maybe this last season has kind of set that sort of thinking aside in your life. You've been a little bit more in emergency mode. You've been reacting and not so much responding. You haven't been really proactively planning much. You've been reacting to life. What if you got proactive again about this coming year? And what if you did it in five key areas? And what if you asked the question, what do I actually 
want. I want to give you a few things that I have been thinking about here in my faith life. Here's something that I actually want for this year. Maybe you're a follower of Jesus, and some of this will really resonate with you. Maybe you're considering what faith might look like, and some of it might feel a little bit stretching. But here's what I want in my own faith life this this year, my, my spiritual life. I want to become a man of prayer, more a man of prayer. I look at the life of Jesus, and I think to myself, wow, he was always going deep into prayer. And as the Son of God, who had uh, so many advantages, I think, on, on me, uh, I still see him so depending on what he, he would say, I'm depending on the Father. He goes, I only know what the Father tells me. He goes to God the Father in prayer constantly. The Bible says that, as was his custom, he would be out early in the morning, long before daylight, seeking God in prayer. And so I'm kind of feeling like, man, that's my, maybe my next move, spiritually speaking, is become more a person of prayer, somebody who would be characterized by that, that, yes, I want to be a hard worker, I do, I love that, but so many times my work ethic has probably edged out in some ways, my own commitment to prayer, and so I'm asking God to, help, to change me, to continue to change me. I want to be a person of prayer. That's for me in my faith life. When I think about my health life, here's something that I really want to do this year, in 2022, I want to go on an adventure trek. I mean, I want to do something that's challenging, that pushes me into a new area where I've got to be physically fit before it happens, where I get to explore and do something I've never done before. And, and so I'm, I've got this goal that this summer, I want to go on a trek and do something unique and fun and stretching physically so that I've got to be at my best because sometimes we just don't plan anything that's going to require more of us and so we have no reason to go forward. So for me in my health life, go on a trek. Then when it comes to the third area that we're exploring at Westside right now, money, something that I personally want for this year is I'm going to take my family on a big trip, and it's going to be one of those ones that's going to cost a lot of money. It just is. My son's getting married in Italy, and we're all going to go, and we're going to make fun, make it a fun, fun experience for everybody. And it's going to be very expensive. And so one of the things that I have as a goal is not only go on that trip, but also to pay for it with cash so that we're not borrowing money to go on the trip. And then my goal is to refill then our savings back to where it was before. And so that's going to be a challenge. It's going to require us to discipline ourselves, but I want to be able to do it, you know, and I think that God honors that kind of thoughtfulness. Meanwhile, we're not going to give up any of our generosity as a family. If you're somebody who's maybe a part of our church, Westside Community Church, I mean, we always want to say, we're going to go first, we're going to go big. We're not going to ask anybody who's a part of our church to do something we're not doing. And so we're going to continue giving like we do, but we're going to trust God that he's going to refill our savings as we discipline our spending and all those things. But that's a, that's a financial goal that I personally have. Then the fourth area that we are talking about here is work this idea of work, that you have a calling, that your vocation is, is a calling, that doesn't matter what you do for work, that's holy. I mean, there, I suppose there's probably some things that maybe wouldn't be holy. You know, if you're a bank robber or, some, you know, if you do something that's, that's criminal, obviously we're not talking about that. But when it comes to work, this idea that, that you do something with your skills, where you earn money and you serve others, that's holy. And that could come in so many forms. I mean, I think right now, just different occupations, you know, a manager, at some kind of production company, or maybe it is a teacher at a school, or maybe it's a nurse somewhere. I mean, there's all different kinds of things, an engineer at a tech company, all these things, right, that you could be doing. And 
I think, well, those things are holy. And so for work is holy, then we do it with this kind of reverence and stewardship, a sense that uh, we are doing this not just for money, but there's a bigger purpose in it. So for me, my work, my work is really spiritual leadership at our church and beyond in, in different you know aspects of what it means to see the good news, God's love spread around our city and around our world. And one of the things that I want this year is for our church to, to expand our digital ministry, our digital reach through YouTube and Facebook and podcasts and different things. And so that's a goal that I have. And so I'm starting to put some feet to that dream and going, here's what we could do and here's what we could do. But it, it draws me forward to think, imagine if our reach was expanded. Imagine somebody, I was having a conversation today, imagine somebody in South Africa hearing a message maybe that we put out there and somebody was able to then connect with somebody online and then we were able to help them take next steps and they were able to, even in their own community, keep growing and keep knowing God more and more. I mean, that's a beautiful vision that I want to be a part of. And, and so these are things, you know, if you go, I'm going to imagine something great. Here's the last category that, I, that I'm currently working on and we're working on at our church is the category of love or relationships. And when I think about that, I think about my marriage. Uh, some of us are married, some of us aren't. And, but you all have relationships. And the idea of love is, you know, it's love one another. Love one another as God has loved you. Uh, Jesus said that's really one of the first greatest commandments, love God and love people. But in my marriage, one of the things that I want to do is love my wife better. And something that is a goal for me this year, it's one of the things I want to see happen is I want to, I want to do something every quarter to significantly invest in my marriage. Maybe it might be a retreat, might be a conference, might be a book that I read with my wife, but something that's intentional where we're going like, we're going to go forward in this relationship. We're going to intentionally invest in it because I can imagine growing closer and closer and closer and closer with this woman that I committed myself to and that I want to show ultimate love. And, uh, and so that's, those are five things that I'm personally working on this year that I've, that I've set as an imagination for my life to go, it could be better. It can be the best possible. I, I read a quote to our church staff this morning as I was thinking about what this all means, because Eugene Peterson said, he's got a, a book actually called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. Eugene Peterson is a spiritual leader, and he said, it's, it's not just these little shoots here and there, these little spurts of energy and things. He's like, the thing that really is going to get us a, long, a rich and satisfying life is a long obedience in the same direction, to go, I'm going to keep pursuing these things that Jesus, maybe when he was said, I'm here to give you a rich and satisfying life. Those kinds of things to go, I'm just going to wake up day after day. I'm going to keep pursuing those things. And I'm going to use my imagination and I'm going to stretch myself. And I'm going to say, this is going to be the best year that I've ever lived because God wants you and me to experience the fullness of life that he came to give. And so I hope that you'll take time this week, even just to pause and just go, wow, what is it that I want? As someone, a human being who's been created in the image of God, given the capacity for imagination, unlike an aloe vera plant <laughs> or a mealworm or a rock, you're a creation that has an imagination and God wants you to use it for good. And so what could you dream up for this year 
that might move you forward. I hope you'll take that to heart. I hope you'll take some time this week and do it. I hope you'll attend this personal growth webinar. I hope that you'll share this podcast with maybe a few friends who could use some inspiring words this week. And I hope you'll pop by one of our services at Westside Community Church, either on site right here at our campus in the Portland, Oregon area, or online at westsidecommunitychurch.com. Either way, we'd love to see you this weekend. We always talk about things that matter to our personal lives, and we would love to connect with you. Have a great week.